Hey guys, this is Liz Cambay. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Esther Hey, this is Imani Lee Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. What's up, WNBA Nation? We're back. And by we, I mean more than just me, uh, Kyle Haywood is with us today. Uh, have, I was going to say today, tonight. I don't know when you're listening to this. Kyle, what's going on? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. I, uh, I'm i excited to be on. I'm excited to be on and, and kind of follow up your last solo episode that everybody just had a chance to listen to. So, yeah. yeah. How, to, how, how, how was, how was that? Out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, real quick, real quick. My qu- Yeah, how is it? Because we've... I think all of us have done a, a solo episode at some point over the last several years. Um, what are your thoughts? Like, what do you feel? How do you feel when you do a solo uh, episode? I, I mean, it felt, it, it felt fine. Um, cause I'm a professional, but, uh, we, <laughs> I, I was, I was concerned, uh, because I was like, man, this is, uh, really, this, it was the type of episode where, uh, co-host input would have maybe guided the takes a little bit better. Cause I was going off of my own personal power rankings, basically the entire show. Gotcha. Um, so it was just the gospel according to Logan for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, and now we've got, we've got a, a couple different minds, a couple different takes that we're going to have on the show. I'll disagree with you today on things just for the sake of argument. Good. Um, just, just to spice things up for the people that, Feel like we were missing that on the last episode. <laughs> uh, welcome in. It's been a blast of the first four or five games of the WNBA season. There's a lot going on. We will get to it all. We will talk about Ryan Howard as not just rookie of the year, but maybe more. Mm-hmm. We will talk about the exciting games coming up this weekend. We will talk about the at least two of the very surprising teams out in front in the standings. Uh, but first, Kyle. Will you tell everyone where people can find our show? Absolutely. Best way to get in contact with us and to interact with us would be either A, through following us on Twitter, which is at WNBA Nation Pod. You can find us on Twitter there. You can find us kind of anywhere at WNBA Nation Pod. We're on a YouTube channel. We've got a Twitch stream. Just search WNBA Nation. You should be able to find us just about everywhere. Um <clears throat> But probably the best location for you to go to just have all of that in one single location is WNBANation.com. That is where you, you've got links to our socials. You can listen to episodes just straight, just play through your computer or your phone, just right there on our website. Um, you can also hit up our blog, which has, as Logan was mentioning, uh, some of our more recent blog posts have been our power rankings. Uh, we just got our power rankings week three up just a couple days ago. And uh, so obviously early on, there's a lot of movement, but that's been a lot of fun putting that together. And last but not least, our store. You definitely need to check out our store. Um, it's a ton of fun. We actually... Uh, Jason and Steve and myself, we've been uh, getting a bunch of stuff. And I know Logan's just putting in an order as well. We've been getting the merch in and it's the quality has gone up and our price point has stayed the same. So we are happy to report that the quality of our merchandise is really solid and, uh, and on, it looks good. It fits good. We, we're really, really happy about this store. It's been really, really nice. So if you're looking for a way to support the show and support women's hoops, um, 
in a way that uh, also provides you a, a free opportunity to just talk with whoever else about it. This is a great way to do it. All the time when I wear, you know, uh, our our merch, when I've got our W uh, W logo or you know the the Warhol you know design, different things like that. If I'm wearing something or if I've got a sticker on my truck or or on my wife's car, like different things like that. People come up, you know, people are just like, oh, wait, what's that? And then you get to tell them all about it. And it's a lot of fun. And and to kind of brag up our involvement with, you know, uh, not brag up, but just brag up the league, brag up, um, you know, just this incredible basketball product that we get to be a part of. So that's the best way to get in contact with us. Uh, but yeah, Logan, did I miss anything? That's it. Thanks for going over all of that. Without further ado... We will get into the show. There's a couple things that we're going to talk about uh, today, as I mentioned. Um, most of the last episode was recapping, uh, which I know just barely came out. So if you haven't listened to it yet, that's fine. But um, I don't want to do too much looking back on this one. But there is, I think, something that we could talk about that is a main story today, Kyle. And that is Kayla McBride flying from Turkey into LAX, leading yes. her team with twenty a team high 24 points. And getting the links in the win column for the first time this season, they are now one and four. Uh, my question for you, Kyle, is this, because we've, we've talked a lot about Minnesota and what their prospects are. It's, it's a pretty simple question. Is this enough to turn their season around or are they still circling the drain? Man, um, my initial gut reaction is that it isn't enough to turn their season around. However, there is prior precedence to this very t- same type of scenario happening with this exact team just last year where the team started out 0 and 5, signed Laisha Clarendon and ended up going on a tear and finishing as the 3 seed. Where we now saw a team that was 0 and 4 to start the season bring back one of their players who'd been over in Europe. That player goes off, they get a W. Who knows? Maybe Minnesota turns this thing around. Right now, my gut instinct is to say no. I don't think that this is this is kind of the the turning point for the Lynx. I, I think there's still some uh, some bumps and bruises along the way for the, where the franchise is currently sitting. But I don't know. I'd be super down if Minnesota proved us wrong because uh, they were they were. I, I'll I'll share this on our preseason power rankings. The first one that we ever did, there was at least one host that had the Minnesota Lynx as the number one team on their power rankings individually. So for reference sake, they were unanimously the last place team on our last (laughs) power rankings. So we'll see. We'll see. I I, I don't want to call them, you know, say that, Oh yeah, no, they're going to turn it around right now. But you know, they did it last year and I would not be, I guess I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but it's definitely far from expected. How do you, how do you think, uh, or how do you feel about this Lynx team now that we've seen them actually, you know, kind of get over the hump and, and get the monkey off their back to get the, the yeah. W here? Yeah. It depends on, I guess, how we're going to define turnaround. Cause do I think they can get back to where we think they're a top three team in the league? No, I don't think they're that team this year. I don't think the moves they've made reflect that. Um, but I don't think a team that has potential to be the best team in the league as, as one of the hosts had them in the opening weekend, um, can truly drop all the way into last place and stay there. 
Truth is probably closer to the middle, and if they end up in the middle, they're going to make the playoffs. So right now, my outlook is a little bit lukewarm. I wish I could be a little bit more fiery because it was it was admittedly a little bit fun when they were yeah. going for to just be like, "What's going on? Things are broken. <laughs> it's dramatic." Yeah. Now they're in the win column. They've they've got tough games. They've got easy games coming up. They've got three against New York uh, in the next like two weeks, um, and so it's just going to be one of those. I, I think they're going to have. A 500 ish record all year long. They're not going to look like world beaters, but they'll, I think Sill is going to find her way into the playoffs. I think Caleb McBride's going to have a good season. So, you know, expect Minnesota to take up one of those six, seven, eight seeds that maybe one of those teams looking to crack into the playoffs for the first time in a while will then be denied uh, because of Minnesota falling. So, uh, they, they're definitely one of the surprises of the season in a negative way. Keep an eye on what that team does now that they've bolstered their guard play with McBride coming back a little bit. I think weak guard play was definitely the sore spot for them, among other things. So 100%. They, if they can, they will be an interesting watch. If they can hang a little bit here with, uh, obviously a really, really tough Las Vegas Aces squad. Um, you know, even potentially by the time some of you are listening, that game will have either started or uh, maybe even be over by the time some of you are listening to this. But they've got the Aces May 19th, the day that this episode will be coming out. So if they can hang a little bit there with yeah. Las Vegas, I, I uh, and even if they lose by 15, but just watching them, if I test wise, you can tell a difference. Yeah, I, I'm ready to, to start to get get back in the Lynx's corner a little bit. Yeah, I could definitely see this being a case where where we saw Chicago finally snap that skid last season. They just remembered how to win, and then they were fine. Um, I don't think Minnesota's quite built that way, but like we both said, going into their third game uh, against Indiana on the road, we both were like, they're going to lose that game. Like That's a loss for Minnesota. We were chalking up the fever as like, they're going to yeah, like Indiana's gonna win that game. Now that they're in the win column, suddenly it becomes like, oh, I'm not gonna just automatically assume Minnesota's gonna lose every game. You know, that's right. Granted, this they could have easily lost the Sparks game. It was really close. If you haven't watched it, go back and check it out. Um, but they dominated LA on the boards. They shot well from three, and it looks like they might be back in business. So that's enough on the last place team in the league. <laughs> We will move on to individual performances that I know you want to badly talk about. This season wasn't prepped to be defined by rookies heading into the year. We thought it was going to be the star-studded casts at the top of the league, like Phoenix and Chicago and Las Vegas, kind of carrying the narrative of the season. And yet, here we are, the second true, uh, I guess, going into the third weekend of the season, really. And one of the best stories of the year has to be Ryan Howard being... NBA, WNBA ready and maybe competing for more than just rookie of the year. Kyle, tell me about your, uh, your thoughts on the rookie in Atlanta. Absolutely. Ryan Howard had a lot of people that were either really high on her or very low saying she's got a lot of, uh, uh, you know, draft WNBA bust potential. Um, and being able to, to kind of see behind the scenes a little bit, obviously I did a lot of, uh, work with mock drafting myself and, you know, had a lot of conversations with other people who were doing their own scouting, doing their own mock draft reports, that sort of thing. Um, there was, 
there was a lot of back and forth on her. And especially late in her senior season, as the draft approached, a lot of, a lot of people were kind of starting to see some flaws and some faults and, and starting to maybe, maybe we, some of us were overthinking. Um, and, and not looking at her body of work as a whole. Um, but goodness, she is every bit as, as dominant as we were, as many were hoping her to be. She comes in right now, uh, the, the Atlanta Dream have played five games. She's averaging the most minutes per game on the team by a ways, by a good probably three, four minutes here. Um, she's second in the league right now in points per game. All while also adding in, you know, four and a half rebounds a game, two assists a game, uh, steal and a half and, uh, you know, more than one block and a steal per game. And her turnovers are super low as well. She's only had just a couple of turnovers all season long. Um, very, very, very good performance from Ryan Howard. Really excited. Uh, Logan, if, if you would have known or if someone would have told you that the dream were going to start out four and one to start off the season and that Ryan Howard would be the, the second you know, uh, would be second in the league in points per game right now um, at the start of the season. How likely would you have considered that to be the case? <laughs> um, almost impossible until <laughs> what when I saw what Kentucky did in the SEC tournament. Right. And then it became like, hey, this is a big game player who can play with the best like the, the college ball had to offer. And now she's dealing it in the pros and it, it just kind of makes sense. Um, it, we're still under the umbrella of this is incredibly small sample size. And, and absolutely so it's, it's hard because it's something I want to talk about, but I know last season we had WNBA teams finish their seasons like two and 16, you know, like we, yeah. <laughs> it, things can go wrong in a hurry. I don't think they're going to for Atlanta. I think they'll certainly they'll stumble. I think they're a really young team, but Coming into the season, knowing who their head coach was going to be and having a legit number one draft pick, it it makes sense that they're so much better than what we saw last year when neither of those things were the case. Yeah, um, sounds like also last year there was just a lot of just a poisonous locker room sort of environment, and I'm sure everybody who's still there is just happy to be part of like a more cohesive, you know, functioning team dynamic. <laughs> that makes it a lot easier to want to go out and play hard and try to win. The thing I'm most excited about is if you just go by numbers, which is dangerous five games of the year, and I get that. Ryan Howard's as good as any rookie we've seen. Yes. And that's that's saying something because this is a league where for a lot of years, the number one pick was the prize to be won. I mean, you have your Maya Morris, Candace Parkers, Bruce Stewart's like it, you knew you were getting a franchise altering talent. More years than not when you had the number one overall pick. And this year, we, I mean, we lambasted the draft as being like full, you know, full of interest in talent. Like, like there was talent, depth, but, but not generational yes. talent, you know? Yes. Not, not dominant <clears throat> WNBA ready 30 minutes a game leading the league in scoring talent. And that's, that's what she's doing. And that's exactly I mean, where she's, she's at. Yeah. So, that's what's impressive uh, about it is, is I think a lot of people were like, well, it's kind of a deep, like it's, it's, it's deep, but it's not. Top heavy, you know yeah. what I mean. And the the thing that's even more interesting is it's leading to wins. And it's one thing if you come in and you're on a crappy team and you're putting up 
you know, big rebounding numbers because no one on your team could shoot. And, you know, you're lo- you're one in four, but you're averaging a double double a night. That's not this. No. Right. Like she, she is leading her team to victories, which is a, a skill and an X factor that, you know, it's just, it's something that you can measure, but it's also, she's just got kind of an unmeasurable quality. And I'm really excited for what this means for Atlanta. Cause they were that team in the preseason previews, who we honestly said, like, this might be the team we're least excited about. Like, I don't know. Yeah, do you remember how de- like super doing. down we were that episode? Oh my gosh! And and now it's like, look, I understand. This is a league where you legitimately you can win like two or three of your next ten, and suddenly it's just like, oh, they look miserable. Uh, I think Brian Howard's holding them to a higher higher standard than that. And I think starting off the season this well, look, if they they could play five hundred ball the rest of the season and be a top five seed, yeah, like that is within the realm of possibility. So. Win as many as you lose from here on out, and the season's short enough that you can give yourself a chance to do some damage in the postseason. I hope they have goals that are loftier than that. Um, you, you certainly don't want to just like lay off the lay off the gas two weeks into the year. But as other teams kind of get their stars back and they get their legs under them, maybe the dynamics will. I mean, probably the dynamics of the league will change multiple times over the course of the season. But it's going to take some work. For, you know, the two and three Seattle Storm, the one and four New York Liberty, the one and four Minnesota Lynx, it's going to take some work. Yeah, they all have a very much, very much so an uphill climb to be able to put themselves in a really solid place in the playoffs um, or even making the playoffs at all. I will say this, Atlanta has had a little bit um, easier schedule um to start off the season their wins have come across uh come against Dallas, LA and then back-to-back wins against the Fever um and their their losses were to well their one loss I should say was to Las Vegas which everybody's kind of losing to Las Vegas so that's fine <laughs> what i'm really we, yeah, interested to see is the two teams that we've you know called the surprise right now, you know, Atlanta and Washington, which I believe a couple of us hosts had Washington missing the playoffs and Atlanta also, I don't think any of us had them in the playoffs. Pretty much all of us had them at like dead last, but those two teams have the same record as the Las Vegas aces who everybody's talking about how dominant they are. So that's, what's impressive about this is, is uh, they've got this amazing record. And now those two teams have to kind of go against each other. And we're going to see who's kind of the top dog of these two quote unquote surprise, you know, surprise squads of 2022 so far. I'm really, really excited to see what happens uh, May 20th and May 24th between these two squads to see who can, uh, you know, if, if one of the teams is going to go two and oh and, and come out on top with uh, and, and have a major statement uh, set of games here. Yeah, um, I'm excited about it as well. It's she, she still has things about her game, Howard does, that she can improve on. I'd like to see more rebounding. I'd like to see her go to the Candace Parker school of becoming like a defensive, like real rim protector in there for Atlanta. Right. Like there's still a lot of room for growth, but if you can come into the league guns blazing and, you know, compete for the scoring title in your first year, uh, that's going to help open things up for, you know, new acquisitions like Erica Wheeler, 
you've got Cheyenne Parker doing things there at forward. Like I, I really enjoy this team. And it's, it's one of the teams that I, it might be the team I expected to enjoy the least coming into the year. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would a hundred percent agree with you. I was not expecting at all. Um, <clears throat> I was not expecting at all anyone to, to really make a huge difference out of this. And in particular, Ryan Howard and, and Atlanta to do that. And yet here they are with everybody's attention. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Now of, uh, of the teams at the top, there's a three-way tie currently at four and one for the top spot in the league. Las Vegas obviously is up there. You've got the Atlanta Dream, who we just gave lots of flowers to, and then you've got the Washington Mystics at four and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, another team, and and they haven't played the softest. I mean, they played the Fever and the Lynx and Dallas twice, but they're they've got a win, a 13 point win against the Aces, which nobody else could say. Uh, looks, <laughs> it looks sort of like Washington's got something cooking as well. And if I'm going to be honest, and I know we were just really nice to Atlanta, so I don't want to like ruin all the good graces we just earned with dream fans <laughs> of the two. I think the mystics are probably the team. I would be less surprised to see stay here towards the top of the standings. Uh, um, it wouldn't shock me if Atlanta yeah. faded down the stretch a little bit. I think they're still going to be a playoff team, but the mystics look like they might be ready to jam with the big boys. Yeah. The Mystics the, the look Vegas like a totally, like a totally different team. I do have to correct. Uh, I said a stat earlier in the night on the WNBA homepage. Jewel Lloyd was still showing up at 22 points per game to lead the league. Um, but she did only just score five in uh, Seattle's victory over Chicago. Uh, just, barely that finished <laughs> earlier tonight. And, uh, and so she does drop down to about 18 points per game. And so as of right now, as of us recording this, the official is that, yeah, Ryan Howard is leading the league. Perfect. So I just wanted we, to clarify that. that. Excellently. Go, yeah. Go back and make sure that I, uh, that I clarified that. Cause some of you are going to be like, she's not second or, you know, cause I said second, you said first. And I was like, wait, what is it? So look that up. There's the clarification for everybody. Let's yeah. Speaking of Washington, you brought Washington up. Washington is that team that I was kind of like, I think we did. We, I think I called them a pretender in our earlier, you know, in our early episode, they lost a lot. They lost, you know, some big names. They lost Tina Charles. They lost Emma Mieseman. You're getting Deladon back, but you know, uh, is she, you know, what's her health back, situation? Not, yeah, yeah. Alicia Clark hasn't played in what seems like a decade. And you know that I've been counting, you, you know of anybody, Logan, that I've been counting down the days until I see Alicia <laughs> Clark back on the court. And so having Alicia Clark back and then, you know, seeing players like Heinz Allen and Natasha Cloud step up and be just phenomenal. You know, resources for this Washington Mystic squad. I'm excited. I think that they are looking very good. They look every bit the part, um, that, uh, that, you know, is that four and one leading the league, you know, record. They, they look the part right now. Um, Atlanta, I think might, you know, might start to falter. Like you mentioned, they've got some tougher games coming up. They've kind of played a, a little bit lighter schedule or, you know, lighter schedule to start things off. Washington, they played some good teams and they beat some good teams. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Washington can continue to do, uh, moving forward. Um, I'm just curious, Logan, uh, how much 
more of a fan of Natasha Cloud are you right now than you were three weeks ago? <laughs> well, Cloud is a standout, but she's not actually the standout to me. And I, I'm actually surprised that I'm going to be the one to bring this up because you've been our draft wizard on this show this season. <laughs> yes. Uh, number please, three pick, please. Shakira Austin, has been kicking butt. She has. Um, and, and that's... She might be... <sighs> It's still such a young season, and I'm sure Washington fans have talked about her plenty. But leading up to the draft, it was Ryan Howard and Melissa Smith. Melissa Smith, Ryan Howard, who's it going to be? Like, probably Ryan Howard, but like maybe Melissa Smith. And then number three, they're just because the discussion dropped off there. It felt, it felt like there was a talent drop there, off. There, everybody considered, myself included, that yeah, Howard and Smith were uh, one tier, and then everybody else was definitely, you know, a, a next tier down, including yeah, well, uh, including Austin Shakira has, Austin has some words uh, for anyone who felt that way. She <laughs> yes. just put up twenty points, including twelve second half points in a win over the Dallas Wings Tuesday. Uh, she's six five. She makes everything she throws at the rim all the time, and she's filling in all the time for it. this. This poor Washington team is still going through just like like a random injury generator every yes. single game. Like it's it, you know we do, we got Natasha Cloward. Uh, Natasha Cloud. Natasha Cloud came back from COVID, but then Heinz Allen has like I, th- I think a thigh bruise or or something that's going on. She's not going to play Friday. Uh, Elizabeth Williams is not going to play, or no, Elizabeth Williams will play Friday. Elena Deladon won't because she's out resting. So it's just a whoever shows up to the game and dresses type situation. And that's what's Mystic. crazy is that's their situation, and they're just. Racking up yeah, and, the W's. Yeah, like in, in that scenario, that's really hard for a rookie to step into kind of a chaotic, like with, with the rotations changing all the time and your minutes expectations changing all the time to step up into that role and be as good as she's been. Keep an eye on Shakira Austin because that's a, that's another talent coming out of this draft that might be in this league for a long time. Uh, those are your, Kind of your surprise. We we kind of talked about this already, but I was going to ask, like of of the four and one teams, Washington, Vegas, Atlanta, are are any in danger of missing the playoffs still, or do you think these are all going to find a way into the postseason? I think so, um, and uh, I do think that Atlanta could could be could be in trouble. And I will say, I still do think that Washington could be in trouble as well. Like uh, I, I do think that, that either one of them, I would say that Atlanta has the highest chance to miss the playoffs simply because, uh, you know, they're, they're starting off hot. Things are looking good, but they haven't played a ton of great teams. They've, they've lost to the good teams, you know, and they've got, a you know, they've got a lot of, They've got a lot of tough games coming up uh, here pretty soon, but but Washington might be just one or two injuries away. Like you said, they've been on this random you know injury generator, and you know you see one or one of those become season long. That could really throw throw kind of a, a kink in the hose of the plans that Washington has right now. I do think that I, I I would be very surprised if Las Vegas doesn't make the playoffs. I think they are looking like a top dog. I think Washington looks like a top dog, but I think that the depth of Washington might be a little bit more suspect than what we see with some of the other uh, 
some of the other teams across the league. Logan, I'm curious, what do you think? Do you think that any of these teams are are likely to miss the playoffs, or who would you say is the most likely to drop out of playoffs? I I think you have to say Washington is actually the most likely to drop out because of what you said. If if suddenly Deladon blows a disc or something. I mean, I don't like to predict things based on injuries, but they just seem defined by that right now. And I think Atlanta's got some things going on. Um, I, I think all three of these teams are going to make the postseason. But I, if I'm a Washington fan, I'm still kind of clenching every game, hoping that we can collect wins without losing any of our key players. Agreed. Agreed. That does it for that side of the discussion. With one more segment left, we're going to talk about the games that we're excited for coming up this weekend. Uh, with a little side note that you mentioned already, uh, Chicago at Seattle, that game is final. Seattle edged Chicago by three. Um, Ezzy McGregor with the game high 21 points. And yeah, that's what's wild is, is, uh, Jewel, Jewel Lloyd actually had a really bad game. Like yeah. I, I was catching clips, so I didn't watch it start to finish, but I, you know, catching clips of it did not play well, did not play well at all. Um, and, uh, and she's usually a really strong player, obviously, but yeah, Magbagor kind of leading things out. It's crazy that Seattle just beat Chicago as, as good as Chicago has looked at times this season already that, sh- that Seattle beat them with only two players in double digit scoring. That's wild. Like everybody else is like five points, six points, six points, three points, two points, five points, seven points. Like, yeah, Stewie and Magbagor locking down double digit scoring, but nobody else uh, on the squad. Everybody just, just, this has seemed like death by a thousand cuts for Chicago uh, coming against the Seattle Storm team. Yeah, that was an interesting. I didn't get to watch uh, the end of that game, but that was an interesting game. Both teams just like couldn't buy a bucket in the third quarter, and it looks like Seattle managed to just hang on. Mm-hmm. Uh, As Ray Stevens, the game high scorer for or the team high scorer for Chicago with 18 points on eight of 13 shooting. Just getting that out of the way now, so that we can move on to some of the highlight matchups we want to talk about coming up. We well, we've got a bunch. Uh, Thursday we've got a doubleheader. Friday, six teams are in action. And then doubleheaders both Saturday and Sunday, and we'll we'll be back at you with more episodes by then. But lots to choose from. I'm giving you time to kind of get it in front of you here, um, so that you're looking at the same screen I am. But to me, there's a couple standouts here. One, an obvious one on Friday night, uh, which will be broadcast live on Twitter, is the Washington Mystics at Atlanta Dream, two teams who we just spent. 30 minutes talking about and being excited about. We will get to see those teams face off in Atlanta. Definitely want to see how those teams match up against one another. Uh, I'm curious, Kyle, which one are you circling on the calendar here? I'm glad you, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned those. We, we talked about those earlier. I definitely, I'm definitely catching those games for sure. Um, there's another one or two on here that I, I think are can't miss. Um, one in particular, I really am excited about Friday night's, uh, late night matchup between, uh, the Sparks and the Storm. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be on Amazon Prime at 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, these two teams, I think, are, we're, everybody's just trying to figure out who they are right now. You know, we, we kind of know Seattle's big three. Are they, are they truly going to push to be a contender? Los Angeles has looked 
like the best team in the league at times and look like they're really going to struggle this season at times. And so I think that we're going to learn a lot of information about both of these teams. Um, they're kind of that middle of the pack, you know, right now that's kind of where both of them are sitting and trying to see if one of them can separate themselves and, and maybe take a, a step above and, and rise up over the other. So I, I am excited about that one. Logan, do you have any others that, that you've got in mind? I've got one others, but yeah. one other, but I want to hear what you've there's, got. There's one major one. And then one that I'm morbidly curious about. Uh, the, the really important one is uh, afternoon on ABC on Saturday. You've got yes. a Phoenix team. With Phoenix is two and two, they've lost two games to Vegas and they've beat the Storm both like both times they face them. So like we don't know anything about them. I mean that's that's not a good measuring stick. Yes, to, I mean they've they've beat a Storm team that is kind of confusing this year and who they're very familiar with twice, and then they've lost twice to probably the best team in the league. So there's somewhere in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't know. There's somewhere so, between Seattle and Las Vegas, which right now, yeah, they will they will host like, Dallas, and then two days later they will go take another shot at Vegas, and maybe we'll find something else about them. <laughs> then they're a really good team, and I think they will kind of find their way. Up. I, I think they're going to like shoulder their way up the standings as other teams falter mm. over the next couple of weeks. Because right now they're at seventh, but. Everybody's so bunched together that it doesn't really matter. Everything's like two games apart from. Yeah, you win one game, um, you take like six the, steps up. The the other one I'm really pumped for is uh, we've got Connecticut Indiana matchups this week. Two of them. Yeah, back um, like Friday Sunday, and and Connecticut has somehow only played like three games so far, and Indiana's <laughs> played six. Yeah, this is so. a matchup of like this team's played a ton, and this team hasn't played at all. And in a way, I feel like maybe that's the best case scenario for Indiana because the more reps they get together, maybe the more dangerous they get. One hundred percent in almost every game they've played. Uh, so while Connecticut is basically the inverse of Indiana, they've had the same group there for years. They've been deep in the postseason for years. They've been a contender for years. I'm kind of like sickly curious about whether Indiana can sneak one of those games away from Connecticut because it kind of feels like this Fever team doesn't know any better. Uh, but to to put themselves in a position to win, even against some of the league's heavy hitters. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that one up. I'm excited for that one. Um, again, we just barely saw Courtney Williams return in their last game uh, against New York after serving her two-game suspension. Um, so she's back, but Heidemann actually, while Williams was the starter, Heidemann actually got the majority of the minutes there. Um, and so that's what's, that's what's kind of excited there or exciting there is because, you know, I think that if you've got Heidemann and Williams, um, you know, you kind of take your pick on who's, who's on right then. Um, this is a really super scary Connecticut Sun team, but Indiana, Indiana is maybe the most interesting team of the season. They're probably still going to miss the playoffs, but man, are they interesting. It's been a lot of fun to see, uh, to kind of see what, what goes down here. And, uh, as long yep. as they don't commit 29 turnovers like the Liberty, hopefully they'll stay within 30. Yeah. By the way, those Connecticut, Indiana games will like, those are my entire fantasy teams. That's true. You're going to rake in a lot of points, (laughs) which by the way, um, Hey, 
Good job. Just a just I just want to offer my hand oh, as a don't, don't. <laughs> good game. Good game in our first week. I was I was one Jessica Shepherd away from Dude, dumb. picking up Jessica <laughs> Shepherd might might be the biggest smartest thing I do this entire season. Trash. Yeah. Um <laughs> not Jessica Shepherd, just just Kyle. Um, <laughs> so that I picked her up and, against and you. Is, I'm tacking this on the end because we are wrapping the show up, but if this was kind of our final minute rundown, uh you might notice that we didn't talk about the New York Liberty at all today. They don't play a game till next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> we don't see them in action. And that's maybe for the best. They're kind of at the point in the early in the season where they're having closed door meetings and you know kind that's of never good. type discussions because if you're five games in and you're already like hey we're gonna stay after two hours after the game and just talk alone in our locker room that's yeah Uh, a very interesting upcoming story that we will talk about next week i'm sure is when we see them back in action it will be at minnesota links and it might be both of those teams might be fighting for their season at that point as as absurd as that might seem this early in the year Things move fast. Uh, that might be a game that <laughs> sets one of those teams on a course um, that they don't particularly like. Um, and the other team might be able to get back into the playoffs. Who knows? Both of those teams obviously having hard times right now. Shoot, I didn't want to end on a sad note, Kyle. So I'm just going to get really energetic here towards the end. This was a fun episode. <laughs> it was. We've got... All those great games are coming up over the next four days. Uh, you can watch them... On League Pass, Twitter, ABC, ESPN3, Facebook, it really feels a little bit arbitrary. So make sure you're following us at WNBA Nation Pod in order to uh, to kind of tune in to where you can see all of those games. Uh, I apologize on behalf of the league, even though we have nothing to do with it for the League Pass UI. Um, maybe it'll get better. Uh, maybe they're having closed door meetings. Maybe I hope the app development team in in the WNBA are having some closed door meetings right now. That would actually um, be beneficial. Yeah, I would be not, down for that. We're not mad. We are disappointed. We're very so. disappointed. Everybody, make sure you're tuning in. Uh, everybody should be able to get that game. ABC May twenty first, three p.m. Eastern time. Phoenix, Las Vegas. If you don't have even just basic. Uh, television, you should be able to snag that game anytime. Plus, we'll see um, um, maybe a Skydig DT. Ooh. You know, uh, maybe maybe they've uh, smoothed things over after their sideline scuffle. So hopefully, hopefully that's that sounds like DT. Yeah, I bet she's totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope that in the moment it got heated and afterwards they they got this figured out. So. Um, Logan, great episode. I'm excited, man. Lots of great basketball coming up this weekend, and I'm planning on watching a lot of it. Dude, that's it. That's it for today. Uh, yeah, Kyle's at the end of his school year, so he's yes. You're gonna, you're gonna be best friend here pretty soon. He's gonna be on here every day. <laughs> I'm just gonna just thoughts with Kyle. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's Wednesday. Episode. It's just like you know what. WNBA shorts ranked one to twelve. Like, let's do it. <laughs> I'm gonna be so. just so I'm so much time to just talk basketball. I'm excited. That's it. Well, that's our tidy forty minutes for you today. Uh, with uh, nothing else to say until the weekend. I am Logan Jones and I'm Kyle Haywood, and we got you next time. No, I'll see you later.